Welcome to the Gate Drop Podcast. GateDrop.com, giving you the jump in motocross news. Hello and welcome to the latest uh, Gate Drop Podcast. And joining me today is a very special guest. Mark Mooney, who has just been announced as the new Irish Motocross the Nations team manager for 2022. Mark, just before we get stuck into the serious stuff, how are you? It's a, it's a roasting hot day in Ireland. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here in the shops. We're not now, Tommy. It's very hot. Yeah, yeah. But it's not too bad because um, I'm not under as much pressure as normal. My missus is away. She's Polish. And she had the three kids with her, so I'm sorry to hear at home alone. I'm sorry to catch you up on stuff that I haven't been able to do for the last couple of months. But uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Very busy at work, very busy with the bikes. And when the kids are here, just extremely busy with the kids, you know. So taking this on is, uh, it's just going to add to me, my busy schedule. But I'm, I think, I think I'm, I'm able to handle it, you know. We've uh, already a lot of stuff in place and stuff like that. So I'm not really worried about any of that. It's, uh, it's all coming together so far, you know. Yeah, and obviously, let, let's start with how the opportunity came around. Obviously, Philip McCulloch was doing it for a number of years, then it was Jake Fairley last year, and now you this year. Just how did the opportunity approach itself for you to get this role with Team Ireland in 2022? Well, it was actually, it was actually Mark Fairley's last year. Jake is Mark's son. So. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark Fairley. Well, I tell you, they, they asked me... Um, Provisionally, about a year ago, would I be interested in doing something? And nothing came of it at the time. It was just purely somebody said it to me in passing. Um, and it didn't really suit me. And then I don't know what happened last year um, the, the in the ends of how sort of Philip wasn't involved anymore when Mark came in and out of it. But they just, this year, they asked me again, would I be interested? Um, because they felt it was a fairly big task and they sort of were impressed. They told me out straight, because I got to some of the commission meetings, that they were fairly impressed with the, the event that we run down at Dublin City Motocross Club, which is mainly a schoolboy event that we run, but we run two or three of them every year. And just the fact that they were ran really well, ran on time, and maybe my background being, you know, racing my bike for the last 35 years, since I'm sort of 10 years of age, and, you know, doing quite well, winning plenty of races. Just knowing everybody in the motorbike, motocross circle, and I don't really have any enemies in it. I seem to have many friends from it, you know. So I think I, I looked at the whole package and said, This guy might work, you know. Yeah, so and that's sort of where I started. In the press release, it uh, stated that you're going to have a bit of help from an Irish motocross legend, Lauren Spence, and also yeah. uh, Kayla Mira, who's a, a young rider coming through. Just uh, in what way are those two guys going to be able to help you with your role? So, um, well, Lawrence, Lawrence has to go basically as a, as a jury uh, member. So he, he's represented Ireland on the highest level. Like, as in, he's like, he would report to the FIM in the event of, of any type of accident or, you know, anything serious happens. In fact, even if somebody called Cofino, I'd imagine he'd still be the person that would be reporting that. So he has to be there as a... As, uh, for that specific reason. But he's also going to help me because, like, anyone that actually knows motocross money, there isn't too many people around uh, the motocross that, that know more than Lawrence. You know, there's one or two fellas that only achieved close to what he did ever. So, like, he's, he's still the godfather at motocross, uh, for Irish motocross, for anybody. So, I, I asked, was he coming? Uh, he was coming, so he's definitely uh, going to help me. Like, in most decisions that I make, I'm, I'm certainly going to consult him with, with, on the mind, you know, because... 
Like he's just done this so many times, and um, in general, I don't, I just don't think he's put me wrong. You know what I mean? So I'd say that that's the main reason why he's going to be there. The second guy with Callum, I don't really know Callum, um, but I did meet him down at um, my workplace last Monday week because he was so eager to go on this trip, and he was at the commission meeting and he was putting the case forward to them for him actually managing the whole thing, but. They didn't accept it at the time purely because I'd imagine he's just, he's too young, he's only 21, you know, and he hasn't got the experience yet to maybe do that. I'm not saying he won't someday, he, he comes across, when I had him, you know, last week down with me, he came across really well, I actually really impressed him, and he knows a lot of people, and obviously with the background of his two brothers and the whole Mira family, like, he knows an awful lot of them all across, and I do think he could fill this job well at some point in the future, you know, um, but right now, uh, he's going to help me so he's coming he's definitely coming on the trip and we've already booked his flight basically and he's coming to give me just a dig out in general you know so whatever I need to do Caleb's going to be there as a right hand for me you know and I'm also bringing other people with me just fellas that are close to very close friends of mine I'm bringing two of them just also for, for extra help you know so um, but that's sort of how he got that role he, he sort of he made it a very strong case in front of the commission. They didn't get him a job. They said, look, we'll ask Mark. Is he happy to work with you? And I was happy to work with him once I spoke to him. And I was really more than happy to be honest. And obviously, post-COVID-19, <clears throat> the price of transportation has, you know, it's gone through the roof. It's increased quite a lot. Yeah. I believe Belgium are, are even considering not going to the, the motocross the nations this year. And I'm sure a lot of the other small nations probably won't attend either. Was there ever a discussion yeah. Ireland might not go or was it always a sure thing? And obviously it's a long way to go now, but have you got an idea of how much it's actually going to cost? Um, I don't think it was ever a case of not going, but obviously with the, the price of everything, it's, it's gone mental, you know. Um, and I can tell you that from booking things, I'd be like, it's shocking the prices that you're, you're paying. And even, I have somebody on the case there sort of helping me do this and uh, we're shopping around a good bit just to get a bit of a deal. But now we were always gonna go, but I was purely down to fundraising stuff. And when when they, they came to me asking me could I do this, I, I do have some good connections. Um, I'm running a business here with a hundred staff and we, we, we deal with an awful lot of banks and we deal with sort of some big companies and that. So like I'm confident we can raise the money and we've already raised some money. But to answer your question how much it's gonna cost, you're looking at about fifty thousand euro. And when it comes right. to tr- tracks currently in Northern Ireland, obviously it's a bit of a blow with us currently not being able to use Des and Martin, which leaves us with yeah. tracks like Claudy, Tinker Hill, Tandragee, Lauren Bank and Saul when it comes to Northern Ireland. Obviously not too many tracks. Is that a worry for the future? And would you maybe like to see money being pumped into tracks? Well, it's definitely a worry. Like, I mean, when you lose the likes of Martin, which is like a Grand Prix circuit, like that, I don't know, there's not many people I know that haven't ridden there and sort of put it at the number one track in Ireland, and certainly after when I raced in the UK, any of the English lads I ever went over there, they always raced at the Gaga Martin, um, and anyone else I've ever met, it's, it's like a landmark facility in the world, motocross, it's a real shame that it's gone, you know, and like with that in Northern Ireland, even without all your tracks, you, you were getting away with an awful lot there, as in, you could, at least you could run so many different events at it. But, like, 
it's, a, it's, it's not great that we don't have these tracks. There's only like even even this year alone, like I'm, I'm riding a couple of different championships. I'm riding the Irish championship, which um, so far this year there was a track in St John's Point, which is the first mm-hmm. round. I mean, then we think it's the first round, and like that track was never written there before, so it was sort of made up for this event, mm-hmm. right? And the next track that we went, sorry, Cork was the first round, but the second, which is very much the second round, St John's Point, um, and it's it's it sort of makes you ask yourself, like when you're doing these, why aren't we riding the Desert Mart? Why aren't we riding somewhere like one of the old tracks that was there? That's also gone, maybe the um, what's it called that track? It wasn't very clear. Can't think of the name now. Um, and it'll come to me now in a minute but like it's not good that we don't have these tracks they should be pumping some money into it um, it's very hard to raise money and um, obviously with motocross being considered maybe a dangerous sport or an extreme sport it's very hard to get people to put money in unless you've got fellas out there and there is a few of them out there like I, I put my hand up and say I'm one of them like you know I, we've been pumping money into motocross and already for years um, and getting you would say not much back out, but just purely for the love of the sport. And that's coming from the background where my, my father raced cars, he didn't race motorbikes, I just love motorbikes. And we were always supportive, but we need another 10 or 15 lads out there to have the passion for it, that maybe have some good connections that are willing to put, put it on the line, you know, and maybe push the lights of the council out there and really get some support because it's very, very hard being told every couple of years that this track is gone or that track is gone and we're going to have this facility for a while and then all of a sudden you might hear somebody going in and you know there's potentially a claim going on where somebody got injured it's really really hard delicate matter you know but all you can do is try our best like I'm involved with a club down here in Dublin City Local so but we came from a similar background where we had only a field craft type area that was getting written on by young prison and um, it was quite dangerous but eventually after banging on the door loud enough, you know, the council started listening to us and we eventually did get the facility built, but it took 10 years, you know. Um, so, like, if somebody wants to do it bad enough and you have enough good people around, I think you can do it. Um, you know, it's a shame that these facts aren't there. Like, uh, it, it's really heartbreaking in some cases, you know, but, like, all you can do is just keep trying pushing the buttons and try to get them back open. Like, I don't know. I'm only talking about Desert Martin because it's the latest one to go. Like, what is the story there? How do we talk to help me get a back up and running? Because I know that fellas like me would support any cause to try and get a back up and running, you know? So, just on the motocross of nations the team last year yeah. obviously there was quite a lot of contro- controversy after Martin yeah. Barr was left out of the team obviously I don't want yeah. to focus too much on the team last year but uh, I'm glad there's a, two team, a new team manager in place this year uh, what was yeah. your thoughts on it all? Uh, obviously it was a bit controversial um, and I don't know the end but everyone has their own opinion but like, I think in hindsight, we possibly had the wrong team. Um, and that's not without mentioning any names. I just don't know whether we had the right experience there um, on the day. They should have qualified. That's always the goal for Ireland to get through to the final and without having to go through the B final. So, very easy for me to say that now. But um, we just have to make the right decision this year. And I believe I'm going to get the right team there. Um, I was said at the start, I don't have any enemies in the motocross. Anyone I've spoken to so far about coming has really, been, it's been really well received by me. I've told them the plan. I've told them where I want to go. And the plan, in fact, the whole route we're going to take to get there. 
and the way I want the writers to feel when they do get there, that they're, 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 they're the gods of, of, of sort of team early when they're there, and we're going to do everything we can to get them over the line. So I think I will make the right decision. I'm not making any decision on it for another couple of weeks because there's four or five, you could say six guys in the mix, but I just want to make sure that the, the first three that we pick um, are the three fittest and the three fastest and the three best guys that can represent Ireland. You know, without any questions of he shouldn't be there, that fella shouldn't be here, you know. Like, I don't want any political element to this where somebody thinks, you know, somebody should be on the team just because, you know, he's, he writes a certain body or whatever. We're just going to pick the three best guys. That's the way I see it. Um, and try to have as, <laughs> as little controversy as we can. I definitely know, like last year, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, just on Martin Barr, he has so much experience on a track like Red Bud. We all seen what he done yeah. there at the Last Nations. Yeah. Uh, for me, not only the fact that he didn't get picked last year, but it was more the lack of respect. Not to even pick the phone yeah. up and tell him that was the most disappointing for me. But obviously, you're not. You can't confirm the team yet. But can you just tell me that he'll be on your thoughts for this year's team? Because obviously, looking at the results at the minute, he's riding very well. Yeah, like Martin is is in my opinion number one. You know, and I say that publicly, like, he has the CV and he can bring it anywhere in the world. He can put it in front of any team manager and they probably have him on his team. And he's still doing it at a 30, I'd say he's 33 or 40, and he's this at the moment, which is a great age to be able to do what he can do. So, like, I'm not going to lie, I've spoken to Martin and we're, we're in negotiations, we're talking. Um, I don't want to go any further with it, like, sort of elaborate on that, but, like, I get on very well with Martin um, in the in short amount of time that I've actually ever had to talk to him because he's too busy. But like, um, if you ask me, is he in the mix? He certainly is. Yeah, that's you know? yeah, good to hear. And obviously, there was a, a bit of a disappointment three or four weeks ago when Stuart Edmonds got injured. Have you got an update on him and whether he'll be back uh, for the event or not? Yeah, I was speaking to Caelan last week. Like, and Stuart's from my neighbourhood, yeah. so if he's, he's within five, six K to me, you know. And an nonsense he's a child um, and we do sponsor nearly so sponsors you know, for the last since twenty eighteen with a band so he has transport for us. So obviously he he's we love the guy, but like he is injured and he only got the green light to ride the bike on Friday after a broken skateboard which was operating on so like he's not fit, you know? Um, and because of that, it's a question mark, to be honest. And we've got little time to discover, you know, is he going to be fit? So I can't really say more about him at the moment. But he's not, there is other guys that are far faster than him right now. You know, so like, it's going to be hard, it's really going to be hard to see him. But um, again, if he can prove himself the next year or four weeks, well, maybe he can get a very good result yeah. at the British, which is next. I don't know if he's going there, he could be going. There's an Irish on this Sunday in um, Duke. And there's a British on the week to the following Saturday or Sunday. So like I I'd imagine if he's if he's up to he's gonna ride then. But again, I don't know, okay. you know. Um just gotta wait and see what happens. Yeah. I have to make a decision. I'd say I'd be under pressure to make a decision by the first week in August. Okay. Maybe by the tenth of August okay. we'll have it wrapped up, but like that's as long as I can leave it if you know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. Booking, not my flights are booked. Mm-hmm. If if we decide to bring bikes or if we decide to rent bikes I have to have all that wrapped up names registered with the FIM and all this type of stuff so like by the 10th of August I'd imagine we're going to have three names you know and a reserve I'll definitely have a reserve by the list or two um, but again just got to wait and see <laughs>
Yeah, and just on the Mirror Brothers, obviously Jason, yeah. I think he's rode the motocross nations twice now. He was fantastic in the yeah. B final last year, and then his brother, obviously coming out of retirement and running a very a very quick pace this year. Yeah. it's good to see them battling at the Ulsters and Irish. They must also be in your like, thoughts because they're riding pretty well. They're, they're definitely in the mix. Like if you look at Jason, uh, he's he's been brilliant this year, very consistent. You can see his his. Um, his results just creeping up all of a sudden. Um, he's been a British top 12, strong 10. He's, he's getting there, like, you know, and he seems to be consistent. So, like, he, he's obviously in the mix as well. And then um, you've got John, who's, like, probably the fastest on his day out of all of them. Uh, but, you know, he's not riding it as a pro. Obviously, he's not team back in the UK. He's sort of doing it on his own course. And, He's well able to do it. He's definitely fast. But again, I don't know. You just have to see if he, if he can do it. I know he wanted to see 50 there and he one in the British. And he like, can correct me if this one wrong, but apparently he was the quickest one he was leading for most of the race yeah. in the MX2 class yeah. until a lap or two to go, whatever happened. But, yeah. So based on that result, we know what we all know he can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite great to watch him the break. I know somebody told me this years ago he used to bring him and um, to the race and the fellow called Tom Tom McGivert who was the TMC race and I just remember chatting to him one day he was bringing me to the UK just telling me about John telling me that no matter happens, what happens with John Muir he's on the line he thinks he can win and it doesn't matter who's against he's, he's up against that's his mentality and also I took something out of that as well so like I wouldn't strike him off the list either you know yeah, um... and then yeah, a couple other riders just to, to touch on briefly. Obviously, Jack yeah. Sheridan, he made his Motocross Nations debut last year. It's never easy, and he was under quite a lot of pressure, I would say. And then there's also yeah. Glenn McCormick, who's having a very good season, racing mainly in England. Those both probably considered for the MX2 rider, as lo- along with John, you would probably say. Yeah, like, obviously, Jake, again, he's, he's somebody I know. Um, he trains up in West Park, the centre where I go to, and uh, I bump into him every now and again. There was always he's slightly busy. He's a new baby girl, only recently born there in the last couple of weeks. I know that he's busy with that. Like he's a great potential. He's, he's a very fast rider, very good with 50. And um, I know he was probably thrown in the deep end a little bit last year, um, starting out. But his results this year are, are mixed. You know, he's, he's had some good lap times, he's had some good results, but I haven't really spoken to him very much. But, like, he is in the mix, you know, I won't say he isn't. Um, but the results are going to speak to themselves. There's, there's a couple of races coming up the next, as I said, next two, three weeks where, where that's where this is going to be won and lost. Um, I'd say he's in for the Irish on Sunday. I'm 99% sure he's right, with the following Sunday. Um, so we just got to see what happens with him. Um, Glenn, um, like, I like Glenn a lot. He's a good rider. He's raced at Carroll events the last three or four times at the Dublin City Motocross. I think he actually won it one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a brilliant rider. Yeah, uh, loads of potential. Very, very fast, very consistent. Uh, he gets good starts. And, t- and he can ride the 250. I've seen him ride the 250 really well. So, like, he's in the mix too. Um, I haven't written any of them off. Um, the only two people I haven't spoken to is Jake and John. Okay. I've spoken to all the other lads so far. But they are on the plan to call over the next sort of 24 hours or 48 hours just to check in with them, really, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's good to know. Um, so they're, they're the special six names, anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, go, going to the the event at Redbud this year, yeah. obviously you're travelling a very long way and spending a lot financially. What's the goal yeah. going to be? I'm assuming first and foremost just qualify for the event after the disappointment last year. Yeah, so like, well, um, I put a post on my own Facebook page where I was on the 5th July where uh, they actually announced from the NCI Commission. So I just added a bit to that to say, yeah. after thinking about it, what we'd like to achieve here. And, and for me personally, first of all, it's a big honour for me. I love ball across. That's the first thing. And I think anyone who knows me well knows that about me. Like, it does take over whatever I do. And um, even with me, me, I mean, I run a busy garage here. We've done a lot of staff. Um, I've four, four children and a missus. And like, they all know that the motocross is nearly at the forefront of me, no matter what I do. So like, for me to get that job, even in it for this year only, or if it goes on into the future for a couple of more years, I'm going to give it the absolute all and just make sure that we do the right job. And I do believe I can... I know what the writers want. I think that's the most important thing when you do something like this, is that you know what the writers want and what they expect, and they, they don't need the money for anything. And they give them the, absolutely the best chance to go out and, you know, do what they do best. So, like, the goal for me is that we qualify directly to the final. A top 15 finish on the Sunday will be excellent, because that hasn't happened in a while. Um, and anything above that, I think, is a really good bonus. If we only go over there, I'm not qualified. It's too far to go for that. You know, um, okay, if we make it to the B final, we get through that way. I'm still happy with that, but that's not the idea. We, we need to go prepared, you know, ready to qualify and just go by the bar with these lads because the three guys that go, there's no reason why they can't. There's absolutely no reason the world why they can't do it. Like, you know, but we're all human and they're all good. And um, these lads are riding that type of soft, tight, sandy type terrain, you know. Um, and you just have to go back through the history book to look at like, what Martin did there when he went yeah. well there the last one. He actually finished ahead of Aaron Plessinger, mm-hmm. who was yeah. the current NMA championship yeah. champion in the second motor, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that. That's unbelievable to think about. And he's still riding at nearly the highest level. Yeah. He, I think he was third in podium there, or second in Southwick uh, or Millville on a weekend ago, you know. So, like, the lads can do it. They just need to get out of the line. They just need to get get in behind somebody and talk in and don't let them get away from it. You know, that's what I'd be trying to drill into um, and don't let anyone buy them. Or if they do, you know, they fight hard to keep them behind them. That's like the thing. We're going to try just do everything to get them over the line. I bring them up in a really good lads with me. They're not, they were never top motocross, but they would have been good grade B riders, but wouldn't have an awful lot of passion for the sport and a lot of knowledge. And they decided that they could just point out simple little things about my choice, you know, about bike handling stuff like that and they'll be there watching the bikes they're not the mechanics but they'll just be there watching everything hoping that we can find a second here and there a half a second here and there that's enough that's all it's going to take you know so yeah yeah and, and just on the sport in Ireland um, yeah. there's quite a lot of young talents coming up at the minute I would say I was at the Ulster Championship mm-hmm. last week and you've got guys like Heron McConville Golly Spratt just yeah. to name a few, and then of course the best out of all at the moment, Cole McCulloch. Just what's your thoughts on some of the younger talent coming through? And w- wouldn't it be great if the federation, maybe when they get a little bit older, maybe pump some money into them and then get to see them race the MX One Two Five Championships, just like what Cole's doing? Yeah, like I don't know. I haven't seen Cole in, in two years because people uh, too busy. But he did fill it down to um, the Supercross event. Uh, 
in 
do well this year. Like, uh, but I, I know the lads gave me this opportunity purely based on, on history, and that's all the history of us running, me and my club running dead events down at East Wall, because we've never heard bad things about them. And maybe the other side of it was, um, as, as a personal man manager, like, I work with a hundred people, and you know, like, a lot of them are part of me. And as I said, I said, I don't really have any enemies in here. I believe you have to respect people, you know. So like, I'm bringing that whole work life sort of background into my motocross management skills. But that's sort of how I plan on doing this. Like, I'm going to treat this whole week out there and the whole run up to it as a uh, as like work for me, you know. Um, it's not just going to treat it as a, a fun event or a bit of crack. We're going there take it extremely seriously. And, like, everything is already booked. I have it all nailed down. The only thing I don't have nailed down is whether we're bringing bikes or whether we're renting bikes. Yeah. That's the only thing we haven't actually okay. initially sorted yet. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be sorted as soon as we pick the team. Okay. Um, my, my last question was actually when will you guys head out to Red Bull and will there be an opportunity for the guys to ride in America before the event or will you just. You know, just just yeah, ride so the two days the event. On Tuesday, the twenty twentieth, right? Just gonna check my calendar here. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, Tuesday the twentieth. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday the twentieth. I'm back on Tuesday the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So the provisional plan is we land in Chicago on Tuesday two p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a uh, we have a hotel booked for that. First night, so we're going to stay in just relax, let the lads recover from the flight, whatever, and get a nice point to eat. And then um, Wednesday morning, we're going to make our way to Redwood. Um, the plan is if we have rented bikes, that we will be going practicing that day, and the lads will have the suspension with them. Um, and there will be a facility close by uh, South Bend, which is where Redwood is. And uh, we'll be new. We won't be staying in Chicago after that. We're going to be, uh, we have an Airbnb booked. A big large one. In fact, I'll have two of them booked. One mainly for the riders and mechanics, which is like, you know, facilitate up to 12 people. But we're getting another one anyway, so they have their space. Um, and that'll be on the, the Wednesday. If the bikes are shipped there, we probably, not sure whether we will ride them. But if the lads want to do that on the Wednesday, we probably will do it. And we've got three really big SUVs booked that'll come, carry all the gear. The only thing we need to organise is get somebody to bring us, get the bikes out to, to whatever facility we're going to. But again, I've already spoken to a few lads out there. Um, Irish guys actually are willing to help you, so that's not going to be a problem. Um, we're going to stay right up uh, until Sunday night, which is after the race, and we're going to stay in the Airbnb but that night, I go back to Chicago and have another night in Chicago mm. and then come home so they can recover. But that's the plan, so I'll go for four weeks. Perfect, um, that's a wrap. First of all, thank you very much for your time, Mark, and thanks to everybody for listening. Very much appreciate it. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.